Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Viewers, welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 57, coming from you today with International Paulie from the Media Centre at Le Mans at the Circuit de Sarth, La Sarth, in De La Sarth. De La Sarth. Bonjour, viewers. Hello, International. Hello, mate. How are we? <laughs> mate, we're great. Had much sleep? Um, I had a little bit of a sneaky uh, sleep under the under the Media Centre desk there after um, you um, returned the race suit that you had stolen from me that you had previously lent to me after my uh, earlier problem of not having anything to lie on. It's my only race suit I have that fits, so uh, it's, uh, well, you wouldn't have had that problem if your bags had turned up in, um, a big shout out to the baggage handling department of British Airways. <laughs> or could it be Qantas, because we don't really know, but that's another story and we'll get onto that later, because that's a bit of a bitch and moan, but... Viewers, anyway, here yeah, we're coming from to coming to you from uh, from Le Mans, and it's a uh, quarter past twelve on Sunday the seventeenth. Uh, the race started at three yesterday afternoon. We have two hours and forty-two minutes to go, and uh, it's uh, who's in the lead? The Audi is in the lead. Yeah, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting day. We had um, uh, well, two Audis have had big crashes. Mike Rockefeller is now counting spring washers in the basement in Ingolstadt for the term of his natural life as um, paying penance. And, Before um, he shift off to the Russian front. Yes, and he's about to be joined by the bloke who actually was the rear wheel changer on the uh, on the number two um, Audi of the golden-haired boy Tom Christensen, uh, Dindo Capello, and the uh, ever unfortunate Alan McNeish. Um, Dindo was going through what is what we kind of dubbed the corner with no name, which is one of the fastest corners. The on corner the before Indianapolis, yeah, a yes. right-hander, and just, just after the bit that, that uh, uh, our friend uh, backflipped in the Mercedes in 1999, not Mark Webber, but it was... Uh, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Dumbreck. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, so poor old uh, poor old Dindo's gone hooking in there, and then all of a sudden he's found he's been passed with the, the, the last of the Demon Lake Breakers. Uh, being his actual uh, one of his rear tyres actually passed him going into the corner. Um, henceforth, um, made love at high speed with the barrier, and um, one very second-hand um, Audi. So that's left the uh, the lead car of uh, Frankie Beeler, Emanuele Piro, and Marco Werner uh, in the lead, uh, looking to uh, repeat their victory from last year. And it's a it's a victory they're going to want to repeat because hot on their heels is the uh, the two Peugeots. Well, we say um, hot on their heels. They are second and third, but they are, as we're adjusting the timing screen, uh, they are actually several laps adrift. They, that um, is quite right. There are yeah. six uh, with uh, with uh, Nicholas uh, Manassian in the car, followed by Stefan Sarazen in the second car. But 
Mate, uh, as you know, in this game, um, it's uh, hair and tortoise stuff. And uh, if they go out, well, you know, Anything's can possible. you imagine the 75th da, da, anniversary da, da, of Lamont's here da, and Apugio on, <laughs> on debut? Yes, the Frenchies would be going crazy. Well, I don't know that crazy one. All week. And then you've got uh, then you've got a couple of Pescarolos, the factory car and a customer car sitting in fourth and fifth. So it's uh, Germany one, France two, three, four, five. So uh, and that isn't that great to see there, Martin Short, uh, the Englishman um, who um, had been. Uh, who came down to Australia for the 2003 the Bathurst, Bathurst 24 hour and probably, probably yeah. brought the most interesting car we'd seen at that circuit the MT900R I don't know if you call it interesting it <laughs> was more interesting looking than a Monaro well, probably more interesting than the Morgan but uh... <laughs> well don't be like that and of course, our mate um, David Brabham is currently leading the. Because uh, this is going to sound um, very odd to the podcast viewers, because they would have kind of had the results, but you know we can't. Um, but we, we want to tell them that they're, yeah, they're yeah, our mates. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, you know, in, in the middle it's all of the about race. us. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, they're a lap ahead uh, ahead of the Ferrari. The other, um, uh, sorry, ahead of the Corvette. The other Corvette. Um, <laughs> the uh, other dirty Dane of Johan uh, <laughs> Magnussen. Uh, who, who's the beer swiller. But the other, the other Corvette, uh, Ollie Gavin, Oliver Beretta, and um, Max Pappas actually went out really early yesterday, which was a big surprise. One of the first times that a uh, Corvette has had a um, Technical failure, and actually, uh, the carbon fibre prop shaft, drive shaft. You know, the, they have all these kind of different terms that mean different things in different countries. But basically, the thing that connects the uh, connects the engine to the diff. Uh, the wheels. No. The, the thing that makes it go. Keep it loose yes, for the viewers. Keep it loose because you've got you know you've got the drive shafts that go from the diff out to the wheels. But no, the bit that's actually from the gearbox back to the diff. Oh, the loop long through, the, through the middle bit. That made of carbon fibre actually unwound itself and. Um, yeah, the engine was spinning and nothing was happening at the rear end. So, uh, well, Max recently has become not. a dad, and I suppose he probably had to get back to his regular chores with um, well, uh, Emma's uh, daughter. Indeed, indeed, Tatty and the, the young little uh, the, the little Pappas is here for his for his first Le Mans and eleven months old and uh, growing very fast. So, you already uh, got an entry in, I hear for. <laughs> 18 yeah, or 19 yeah, years time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And in fact, speaking of like, you know, like father, like son, uh, Alain Prost's son, Nicholas, Nicholas Prost, is, yep. is here. and uh, almost, a, almost in the top 10. In fact, not far away. They're looking, uh, he's in the, the Celine with uh, Oricon. They are um, fifth in class at the moment, sitting 11th outright. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's doing a, doing a pretty good job. Whether he's going to be a three-time world champion like his old man, Maybe a tough call, but uh, no, he's doing pretty well here. He's so far. got the nose to prove it. Well, yes, he certainly does. <laughs> so he'll win by a beat. Well, of course, we were talking about Danes before. Uh, of course, this place is just full of Danes. Well, just and, before and, we and go on to Danes, yes, and it's not not just the Danes that are out there on the racetrack. It's the thousands of beer-swilling, Viking hat-wearing, shouting loud, screaming Danish race fans that turn up at this place. It is like, it's it's a race that's held in France, but it is the biggest race, Denmark's biggest race, and it's also England's biggest race, because all the fans come here and drink Cronenberg till, till they till they is fall Is Cronenberg over. a Dutch beer? No, it's French. Oh, right, is it? Are you sure it's German or something? No, it's French. 1664. Oh, I have no idea It's about that. French. It's the year of the uh, French Revolution. Oh, right, you're just going to just Google that up, oh, okay? I, I yeah. am going to Google uh, but, that up. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of uh, Danes, and in fact, uh, not for, for last, I was uh, having a bit of a wander around uh, the town when um, 
it's gonna, you're going to find it's going to be, I'll bet you find it's going to be a French beer or a German beer. It oh, just yeah, doesn't. Yeah, here it is, there it is. It's yeah. a French beer. Yeah, it's French. Okay, right on. But I'm trying to work out why it's called 1664. Um, and uh, I said, I ran into like, some Danes and I said, like, uh, who do you come to see? And they went, well, Tom Christensen, of course who um, was only just recently cleared to race here after having a really nasty uh, DTM accident. Uh, where was that at, mate? Was that uh, uh, I was at uh, Hockenheim. Okay, and... Um, big yeah, shot. Big. If, 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 you, if you go don't. to youtube.com and, yep. and, and type in Christensen with a K, uh, a DTM crash, you'll, you'll see it's pretty nasty. It's a big, big shot. Second on the list was um, our friend Jan Magnuson. Indeed. Um, and I said, who else? And they went, well, no one. And I said, have you ever, what about Uncle Al, Alan Simonson? Never heard of him. They never heard of Casper Elgard. They never heard of Lars, Lars Eric Nielsen. Or um, uh, Juan Barese. Well, I haven't heard of him. So he's another one. <laughs> uh, he's another one. There you go. Fourth of May, Cronenberg, a popular lager is first produced. So that's why it's called... 1664. Which brings me on to the fact that we have forgot to go, what are you drinking today? Well, what were Funny we drinking? you should well, say that. We're actually drinking nothing, but we have been drinking Cronenberg. 1664. I've just been up and out a couple upstairs with the painter, Francis, uh, Francis who has been painting all, the, all these wonderful pieces of art around here in the media centre. Which you'll have to go to... Uh, uh, radiohotlap.com.au and um, he'll, uh, I don't know, you'll put a link or something up? Or oh, like some I'm going to Google it up right now. You just sound like dick.com, don't you? <laughs> I'm just going to Google this up, viewers, and um, in the background it might be a little bit noisy, but you know, it's a full ambience, you know, double glazed um, glass here in the media centre, but you can hear the cars roaring past. And of course, we're finally fixing the uh, the Radio Hotlap audio problems now. I've kind of given the Given the uh, the hotlap managing director a beautiful segue to moving on to technology because now that we've <laughs> upgraded to 10.4, we can run levelator that didn't work so well under 10.3. Paul, over to you. Yes, you're the levelator expert. A wonderful little program that will uh, stop you from blasting, uh, stop the uh, viewers from blasting their ears out when. Uh, Hardy and JP uh, kind of start laughing uh, like all rusty sausage has a bark in the background, like cackling hyenas, and um, yeah, you need to kind of clear out, you know, a bit of clear out the earwax. But um, big hello to JP, mate. Sorry, you're not uh, you're not here with us. We're, you, we're going to have to drag him out of the drag him out of the country at some point uh, at some point in time and get him over here for uh, for a bit of a look. If uh, I don't know if he's allowed out, are you, JP? <laughs> hey Lanny, how you going? Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Brock won't let you out. <laughs> um, look, if you go to a website, uh, and the address of that website is franz, F-R-A-N-Z, dash, dostel, D-O-S-T-A-L, dot com, you will find samples of the work of the gentleman who has been commissioned to paint uh, uh, the, the paintings all around the circuit here, uh, who did the Rolex um, painting over there, um, which is quite significantly interesting because it's a five o'clock um, uh, sign there. It's, it's, the, the clock is at five o'clock, yet it says which it's was, 24 hours and Paul, you know more. Which of course, five o'clock, the uh, time for the start of the race traditionally has been four o'clock, was changed to five o'clock last year because of the, uh, the Football World Cup. And uh, we're still dirty about the um, cheating Italians kind of uh, bringing on a 
penalty against the Aussies in the last uh, uh, in the last quarter final, whatever it was, and went on to win the final. And uh, not that I'm bitter or um, you know, curse and swear every time I see Italy play football anymore, or soccer if we're talking to Australia. It depends Australia, America, or you know what I mean. Anyway, but 73 years before that, it had always been at four o'clock well, on the dot. Uh, well, I don't know. This what, is the 75th anniversary. I don't know whether it's always yeah, well, but anyway, this year it's three o'clock because of the French elections. Um, and apparently next year they are looking to actually make this a bit of a permanent thing. They're going to make it at three o'clock. Works for me. But it's much better. It's much better. <laughs> Five o'clock last year was dire. You hang around all day. You got to be here at half past Barrow's fart in the morning to to beat all the uh, to, to beat all the traffic. Uh, the leading up to the to the lead up to race day. Um, they it, have no idea. The viewers have no idea is there, about is, how is a big real struggle it is. because. You have scrutineering downtown all day Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday night and Thursday night from 7pm to midnight you have qualifying. So With an hour break between 9 and 10. So by the time you finish all your work and so forth it's 2 o'clock in the morning by the time you get to bed. Well we're staying like a, a, a fair bit out of town on the way to the to the chateau area and we you're weren't getting, well, 10 past 3 I was yeah, getting to bed. Yeah you're like in Germany so you're like you're kind of that far <laughs> well, away. Well it's a small country. Yes it is, it, is. it ain't that small though. Um, <laughs> With a TGV that's travelling at 587 <laughs> kilometres an hour it's alright. The um, where was I? Oh, and then of course Friday night you got the big parade, which is just the biggest thing, the most amazing experience. We've uh, introduced uh, a couple of people, being, I suppose being Le Mans tour guides, to uh, a couple of Americans this weekend who haven't had the opportunity to actually see this race, uh, see this race previously, and uh, he was just uh, he was just blown away. He had no idea. He's saying, "Ah, oh, we've got we've got parades and stuff and." There is nothing like the driver's parade in Le Mans. It's just the most amazing experience, the most, the most amazing party, and the drivers really look forward to it. And they're Indianapolis specialists. So by the time that finishes, and then you got to, so you're already tired, and then you got to get up early, and then last year we had to wait around all day till five o'clock till the bloody race started. And, um, oh, sorry, does that mean we're getting the explicit tag now? <laughs> no, 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 we can get away. We can get away with it. Bugger it, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, Steve, he loves us. Like, this is this is the whole reason why bloody iTunes works. Exactly. So although uh, it didn't hear because the French decided to put into their router to block iTunes viewers. That's it. You you could not go to the iTunes music store or you, and you could not listen to radio or, or this podcast. So downloading podcasts was a bit of an issue. So. But we, we had a little chat and they saw it our way. We gave them a bit of fromage and jambon and they were okay. Indeed. And more jambon. So, what else is news? Well, after that, we need to move after to what's... Incessant, <laughs> incessant rant, really. We really need to focus on uh, our uh, what we're here for. And uh, well, did you you're, know, you're here for a bit of a holiday. Did you know that in 1664 that New Jersey became a colony of England? Thank and, God for Google and, and the, Wikipedia. And the, the Ottoman Empire was defeated in the Battle of St. Gothard by the oh, Austrian Don't Army. bring my dad into so, it. <laughs> so, GT2 category. Okay, so that's really where we're, our focus is. So this weekend we're your with focus the... Is. Um, well, you've been here too. You're, yeah. You've got one of their jackets on. We're in the same and colour. Auto Lando Sport. So we're here with Alan Simonson in the... Uh, 
Porsche 997 GT3 RSR. Um, qualifying on Wednesday was wet. It's been really odd weather, hasn't it, Paul? Yeah. Um, like English. The, well, it was just rain showers, sun showers, just went on and on. And uh, Alan managed to turn out the fastest time, uh, a second, the fastest time, and then became the second fastest time, and then became the fifth fastest time um, in that session. Um, and that's where we started because after that first uh, the qualifying session on Wednesday from 7 till 9 pm, it basically rained. So that was it. That's where they started. But cleverly, uh, the next day they quickly reverted, moved into a wet setup, and Ellen was actually the fastest. The, the car was the fastest uh, GT2 car out there in the rain. So. And they're they're actually pretty clever. They got it. They got it right. A lot of teams, it was like it rained and then it was dry, and it's a eight and a half mile, 13 kilometre circuit. So it can be really tricky if you change. If you be too hasty in making your decision to change tyres, it, it came back to bind a lot of people. They, they came in, went to full wets, safety car kept running around, running around, running around. Then after a while, it was like, oh, hang on, we need to be back on the, we need to be back on slicks again. And uh, we saw that like only within about 15 minutes into the race. Yeah. There was a bit of a downpour this morning, and it's been fairly much dry ever since. And everyone's gone in. You know, think, uh oh, that's it, you know, and it's probably a confidence thing as well. Yeah. Because they don't, <laughs> the nerves are up. So, um, yeah, they, they did a good job. So they've been running uh, pretty strongly, pretty much in the top um, in the top three throughout the entire race. The only drama they've had was a flat tyre at uh, flat tyre at one stage, which cost them a little bit of time. Um, they're, they got a lap, uh, they're a lap behind the Ferrari of uh, of Colin Braun and uh, Pat Long in the uh, in the French Porsche, which was the fastest Porsche in uh, the test day, Alan, and being the second fastest. Yeah, uh, the IMSA IMSA Matlock car. Um, but interestingly, directly behind uh, Alan Simon is a bit of a boaty bloke. Well, that's really fucked everything up, Paul. <laughs> Like we're having to pause it for a minute. I don't care if we get the Mr. Day, but like <laughs> some plonker came along and we didn't know where we were up to. Anyway, what happened in the last moment there? Yes, uh, it looks like your, your old mate Nicholas Prost has had a bit of a sort of lock the brakes there. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, well, with one of those, uh, one of the, one of those Orica cars, and uh, now one of the Peugeots is in the pit lane, and the French commentator is, uh, oh, oh, the one of the Peugeots. Oh, the Peugeot's going in. It looks like it's going to be lifted. I think it could be going in for a bit of a service. Does look good when they put that's going in. Yep. Yep. That that's is not good. That, that is, is the leading Peugeot. That's number seven car. That is uh, one with Jack Villeneuve. And uh, Nick, Nick Manassian and uh, Mark Chenet, is that right? Jack hasn't exactly been super fast. He um, has got an awful looking race suit. He looks like a painter. It looks like it's he about. looks like a bloke that should be standing on a ladder. It looks, like, it looks like it's about 10 sizes too big. Have you noticed that? And he's also, well, he's always, F1 suits were always like that. He's had a lot of trouble getting in and out of the car as well. And he's short. Uh, oh, the rear yeah, cowling's come off the... Because he's uh, a lot of trouble getting in and out of the car because it's a bit of, tr a bit of trouble, and uh, particularly with his little seat. Okay, flicking back screens here to... Uh, how do we get that screen for? Particularly with his, uh, particularly with his uh, seat, because trying to fit his wallet um, in the car, as well as him, is, is a bit of a. Uh... Yeah, he's a bit nasty with the wallet. He's very, very hungry. But then again, like you know, so are the people around here. I mean, um, we went up front. 
do you know that, that Le Mans has changed? The, the, this new facility they've got up there and all the shops and everything, well, nothing was open and you can't get anything to eat and all the atmosphere's gone. Don't tell me I don't remember it like that. It's just not right. No, it just seems better. Oh, it's crap. Things change. Yeah, but everything's like, shut. It's like Bathurst. It's not the old rickety old rickety old buildings anymore. It's yeah, but this we is... want at least a rickety old bar that's going to be open all night somewhere because that's what well, people th want. Well, there are out there, but you're just too lazy to walk far enough to find it. Oh, don't. <laughs> anyway, so um, but look, uh, fingers crossed, we'll be uh, we'll be doing all right. But the number one Audi is uh, with Frank Bieler at the wheel is leading from. Um, uh, the Peugeot, but like it has got uh, a couple of laps on its sister car with Bordet. What do you do all day? Uh, Will Powers, mate, in the car from um, the, uh, the Pescarola. But uh, uh, LMP2 is a bit of a, is, a, bit um, of a worry because is, there's is, only one car. It's a shit fight um, because, well, there were 11 um, and they've all broken, crashed, burned. Um, Which used to be the LMP675, is yeah. that correct? In fact, there was only two, two of those cars still running. Adrian Fernandez, the car yep. driver, is there, and uh, I believe he had a bit of a soft pedal at some at some point during the race, and then he had a wet boot, which means um, he was leaking, leaking, <laughs> leaking brake fluid on his shoe, and he didn't like that going down Mulsanne. No, you wouldn't think that would be uh, a bucket load of fun, so not good at okay, all. Okay, what are we looking at? We're on board now. So, Hardy, about... tell me about, what? tell me about, because we, there's no point commentating on the Tell me about the trip so far, and tell me about what's going on with your bags. Tell the viewers. Well, viewers, there's been a bit of a problem. So we, we, we've flown like Adelaide to Perth, Perth to Singapore, Singapore to London, and then over here to uh, Paris. Of course, we had to change in, um, in, in in London to a BA flight, uh, isolated from the public through the, uh, the, 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 the 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 Qantas and BA lounges. So all nice times. But um, the bag shouldn't not appear. So I um, it was the first time for I could ever remember overseas anywhere a bag not appearing. I've had it not appear in Australia, but it appeared. You're lucky. So I went to the um, the French BA counter, and yep, yep, yeah, they're all pretty receptive, and oh, we're very apologetic and everything. And I thought, well, I'm not I'm absolutely not going to give them a gobful. Unlike just about everybody around me was giving them a gobful. There was Americans going, oh, I've been so disinconvenienced. I thought, mate, look, she didn't lose your bags. You know, she's trying to help you. So, um, yes, that was the extremely rude Paul Ron, um, uh, international court, <laughs> if you know him, uh, pressing the button. No, you're not meant to press the button. How come it's turn around your way? Don't press the button. That's the second time you've been warned. And JP, you'll know. You know, he hasn't lightened up at all. We're trying to record. We're trying to record this in the middle of the media centre, and people are kind of coming yeah, up. Yeah, but that's the, so you leave it on and go, "Hello, Holly, how what's going on? Blah blah. I'm busy. See you later." That's how the deal goes. Oh. So we don't edit. You see, you're pressing buttons and editing. See, JP, he's hopeless. Hopeless, I tell you. Um, yeah, my bags. So they haven't turned up. Then they were very. Yeah, Americans were rude, and I thought it'd be very nice. And I just thought, well, that's okay. I actually don't have a problem with that. Yeah, if it turns up today, it'll turn up tomorrow. I can deal with it for a day. Go down to the TGV, all very Two nice days. and nice and light with the just my laptop bag. And I don't know why I didn't take my, my backpack laptop hard bag, but anyway. Well, no bags turned up after the first day, so I went to the BA online tracker at ba.com slash baggage where you can't find anything. But uh, it did say that my bags were lost. 
then it updated. It said bags been found. Delivery process initiated. That was Tuesday. Well, today it is now. I'll tell you, viewers, it's quarter to one on Sunday afternoon. No bags have appeared. And it's unfortunate because you see there were high definition, brand new high def camera and my race suit and shoes and all the stuff for the Tuscany wedding and this and that and you know that uh, Miss Bruce Vegas is coming along to and it's just it's all troublesome stuff. So it's there's Miss, just it, so is Miss Bruce uh, Vegas going to bring over bring over some more clothes? So you don't have no, to... no, no, we're fully insured. We just that's why I've got to come back to England. With you, uh, but oh no, now you've, you've, you've dumped me because you're going early, you're, you're bailing and, and sort of creating more problems for me. Um, I won't be able to get there until a little bit later, which which you're obviously quite thankful for, um, to uh, buy some fresh clothes uh, in an English speaking store. And Paul, I don't want you telling the viewers how long I've been wearing these underpants. Too much information. However, I did save him with a couple of t-shirts and a couple of pairs of socks, which he can keep, which I don't really want back. Socks is not something that you share. Um, so uh, I, found, I found the oldest, grubbiest socks I could find. Uh, and there's your car on TV, which um, is going to mean nothing to the viewers, but um, car is still running around. Uh, you will also notice that, on the, 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 that um, in the, the previous stint, we um, actually had a front right tyre blow and it actually came off and took all the took all the, the decals off the side of the car, including the number. Um, and so we had to come out with an actual spray can and spray 93 on the side of the car. Well, so well, well, it's, a, it's a brand new 997 RSR well, well, <laughs> with, well, a, with a bodgy paint job. It looks like someone's... <laughs> well, as long as the Radio Hot Lab sticker on the rear wing hasn't, uh, hasn't disappeared yet. Yes, so. that's right. Viewers, you can follow the progress of the car. There's live timing and everything like that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it won't be live by the time I put this up, that's for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, as I say, Slack. It's uh, hotlap.com.au forward slash autolando dash sport. And they spell autolando A U T O R L A N D O. Interesting spelling, and that's because Orlando. Orlando. Rodolfo is the man who owns the, the business. As Orlando. A, as, opposed to or, as opposed to Orlando, which is you know, the home of uh, all things Disney. Do you reckon they'll get it? I think we'd better put a link up on... We'll just put a link yeah, up on yeah. the RadioHotLap.com yeah. site. Oh, you could do an enhanced podcast and actually put the link in the... Uh, Enhanced podcast. Yeah, well, you're pretty busy doing the Oliver Gavin podcast here. It's all a bit of a boring about nothing in particular, but anyway, it's, uh, it's all very politically correct stuff with you, isn't it? Always. Who else have we run into this weekend? Uh, Australian was uh, Lee Diffie's here from Speed TV. Uh, Lee Diffie's here. Uh, Mark Lane Denning, ex Motorsport News, now Autosport, now another Aussie based in um, based in London. Um, who else? Um, who else? Who else? Brabs, obviously. Brabs, the usual. Yeah, you know, Ollie Beretta, the Panos days, and Max Pappas, as we said, and Mags. The, the scary thing is, I worked out the other day that this is my seventh 24 hour, and my. I've lost count of how many times I've been here for other events and uh, hot room test days and stuff like that. I've actually worked out. Yeah, it's probably it's probably time I spend some more time in Australia because I've been here more often than I've been to Bathurst. Um, so I may try and get to Bathurst this year. I may uh, maybe time to uh, head back down to the mountain. You'll only want to do one trip to Bathurst to realise you don't want to go back to Bathurst because it's it's one of those places that's so much better to watch on TV. 
Oh yeah, you sit in the media centre and watch it, but you know, but <laughs> it's just not quite the same. Tech. Tech. Well, mate, so, uh, we're, this is the first time we've been away and moved to 10.4 on. Um, got you know, a brand new uh, CS3, Adobe CS3 suite work. It's an absolute treat. Upgraded all the, the hard drive inside. Got a nice big 160 in the laptop. And um, WWDC was on last last week, Worldwide yep. Developers Conference, and uh, which used to be held in the San Jose, San Jose Convention Centre, but it's outgrown that, and it's now up to Moscone Centre on uh, Fifth uh, Fifth Street in San Francisco, where they usually hold MacWorld. And um, I have not been able to see the the, um, the podcast, or rather, sorry, the video stream due to the uh, the ACO here uh, blocking real time streaming protocol uh, videos. What was the real highlight of 10.4 from Apple? And um, there's something for the Windows viewers. Uh, trick stuff. That's just just really a progression in the operating system, and it's, and it's really good. And it's um, uh, you know how much love you're going to get from Windows users when you say it's a progression of the operating system. Tell them what they've got. Well, there's a lolly for them. Safari. Oh, what's Safari? Yeah, but I don't use Safari. I use Firefox. Yeah, but so. it's not about you. It's about yeah, the Windows well, you. Give them a bit of love. Well, it's actually a te- it's actually probably a testing system for the iPhone. They're going to get it out on the Windows platform to kind of introduce um, uh, introduce the uh, the poor unfortunate Windows users out there to, um, to to how the how the browser works. But no, the um, yeah, some very interesting, uh, some some very cool. Um, uh, and not just not just window dressing, some actual some some really functional ways that the operating system and the, and the finder works. That, well, uh, well, can you tell us that, Paul? Well, no, it's just it's a Why? little hard to explain. You need to show people. Well, so well where can I see it? Go to go to apple.com. As, as I do a apple.com, and you'll just, look. That's right, smack bang in front of them, leopard. They can't go wrong with that. Apple.com. No, that's just apple.com. Look, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, click on the big leopard thing, uh, the leopard thing in front, and have a look at some of the demos. It's really cool. If you're a window, if you're a uh, if you're a Windows user, well, I'm sorry. If you're a Vista user, well, then I'm really sorry. But um, not much we can tell them about Vista or anything like that. But well, you've uh, just about exhausted all your uh, your tech discussion. And the, and, the, and the iPhone is coming very soon, 29th. I know, no, we've been talking about that. Thank you. You know, we know about that. Yeah, we don't the, need you to talk. So who's going to be the? Who's going to? When's it going to be in Australia? Well, uh, quite a while, and they haven't trouble with it in Europe because they can't find a partner. Allegedly. Allegedly, that's what it's been saying. Mm-hmm. Moving on to something more interesting and something dearer to our hearts and our stomachs: barbecues. Barbecues. And organic barbecues. Now, I believe that you've got an in with a good organic barbecue I have, shop. I have, I have got a very good in with a very good organic barbecue barbecue shop. Uh, my darling wife has just started work. At Whole Foods Market. Now, to those of you listeners in, uh, sorry, viewers in America, you would know very well what Whole Foods Market is. Basically, it is the best supermarket food joint on the entire face of the planet. Um, it's all organic. It's all fresh. It's all non-trans fat, no preservatives. Great cheese, great wine, great beer, great fresh meat, great fish, great chocolate, great everything, fruit, veg. Just fantastic bakery, um, fresh bread, um, 
go and you can go and great salads for lunch and great Chinese, great Indian. Is that right? Oh. Really? It's, it, it's, it's not just it's, it's organic Chinese. Yep, it's all yeah, fresh. It's all fresh stuff. No MSG, none of that. No Is it, that do you pay a premium for it though? Uh, no, you pay by you pay by the pay by the ounce or pay by the. Yeah, I know, but by, but, but is it more gram. expensive? It's slightly more expensive. You know, some people. You know, it's um, some people in America call it whole paycheck, but it, it it's it's not that it's not that bad. It's you get what you pay for. If you want to go to the cheapy, yeah, yeah. If you want to go to the Oh, what's going you, on? You want to go to the cheapy cheap? Ooh, we just had an Audi skip the um, chicane. The skip, first skip chicane. chicane. It's it's still rolling. It's still going. But it's we just, the only Audi. So. But we just we just had a French commentator going uh, ooh la la in very loud, uh, very loud loud dulcet tones. That I'm not sure whether you all uh, will, will come through on the podcast. So anyway, Jen started work there. So um, she is looking after all the in-store demonstrations. Is that Audi running really slowly? It does look like it's trundling, doesn't it? Yeah, it is definitely not on the gas. Well, that is going. But how many laps have we got? Okay, so let's go back to screen. Viewers, there's two hours to go. They do have. They do have a very big. They do have a very big lead. They have uh, an eight-lap lead at the moment. Because uh, Sebastian, what do you do all day? Um, Will Powers, it, 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 it was it, it was on the pole. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely running really slow. Oh, because I got his it's, nose there. Because it's about to be passed by another slow. I think it's the Martin Short Pescarolo car. Um, it's not going that slow, but it's certainly not on the gas. No. As it's going to, heading down towards the corner with no. Well, hope. that would be interesting. Well, they've got. Well, they've got. Uh, seven, yeah, they've got seven. They've got whatever's wrong with it. They've it's got, got transmission problems because it's not blowing smoke. That would be they, my well, guess. Well, it could be brake problems as well. It could. Whatever they've got, they've got seven laps to fix it. Now that's a reasonable length of time. When you consider it's about, it's at least four and a half minutes. Uh, sorry, three and a half They're minutes. Three minutes twenty-seven was the best lap they've done. The last lap was three forty-seven. So. Um, Three forties about an average, so three, uh, three is twenty minutes. They got about, they probably got about half an hour to fix it um, before they're in serious problems. You wonder it's running. Oh, it's, it's running really slow. It looks like you know the, the bad thing about diesels uh, is that if you run them out of fuel, then you you, you know you, you got to prime them, and that, that, that it's also a bit of a problem when they come in and they stop them. They take a bit longer because you got to press the button to get the glow plugs going again. So you know, you know that button says don't start until the light goes out, like I'm the, sure the they, Hilux has got. We talked about this earlier. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure the uh, sure the diesel in this thing is probably a little bit more high tech than uh, than your uh, than your Hilux transit van kind of diesel. The, so. uh, the, the, look, the aerodynamically and visually, the Peugeot. Um, what did we call it? A 908 HDI FAP. Um, versus the Audi R10 couldn't be more visually different. One is an open cockpit car, the Audi, and the um, the, the Peugeot is a closed cockpit car, which more, pretty much resembles a, uh, an aircraft. Well, as of 2010, the ACO's uh, the ACO's new rules. The plan is that they are all the P1 prototypes are all going to be closed top cars. Is that right? Yeah. Which means that the air conditioning systems will have to come into play on that category as Correct. well, because this is the first time we've actually uh, we've actually had 
air conditioning systems have been forced into the, the, the closed cockpit cars, the GD1 and the GD2. And the understanding of it is that the ambient temperature, sorry, the, the internal car temperature must not be greater than 32 degrees or 10 degrees above the ambient, which then poses the question, well, what if the ambient is like 28 degrees? So, and there's been no really clear indication about where the, um, where the sensor that the ACO used to pick up that is, then then it's because they can't have it both ways. You know, you have to have a frame of reference because if they're going to say, oh look, the car is too hot, and they're monitoring it, and this year is probably a bit of a wrap over the knuckles for next year going, look, you've got to have it on temperature. You know, how many times do you find a car that's 32 degrees maximum? Well, some of the cars, particularly like the front engine cars, like the Corvette and the Aston Martin and the Panos and so forth, that's a serious problem because you've got you got the engine in the front, you've got all that heat soak kind of coming back, you've Through got the you've got the exhaust. Okay, coming. the rear cowling's coming off the R10. You've got all the exhaust running down beside the side of the car. It was interesting. They have left the car on on the pit apron. But they just swapped, uh, they've just swapped Ma covers. Marco Marco Werner has got in the car. Frankie Bianca has got out. Um, they. It, I think it's a, it must have been a wing problem or something like that because they just changed the rear cowling. Interesting. Is the wing integrated into the cowling? Yeah. It's an aero problem. And, and, and here comes the, uh, the rain is starting to fall too. Can you believe that? In the last, uh, the last two hours, just about to go to the two hour mark, and the Fuso is coming in with the wipers going. Just going to go and have a look for yours. Yeah, the, uh, they've, been looking at, uh, they've been looking at the radar for the last kind of few hours. We had a lot of rain uh, during the week. Um, and about they were expecting that probably they're probably expecting about an hour ago the rain was going to come. It is grey skies uh, at the moment. Hardy's just returned from peering out the window and uh, wet track has come up. Yep, there. so obviously it's wet around one part of the track, but it's dry here as I can see out pit lane window. Um, but uh, with a with a track uh, this long, that's that's the tricky bit, isn't it? Anything can happen. And usually does. Indeed. Because it's France. Indeed. And it's full of jambon. <laughs> and fromage. And <laughs> not much else. <laughs> well, in my case, pasta. And hard bread. Well, that's what you get when you drive for oh. an Italian team. What do you, uh, when you work for an Italian team? Do you expect any less? Yes, oh, well, let's just hope they uh, know how to celebrate. Uh, all right, but I wouldn't want to put the jinx on ourselves. Um, a little bit of beer and moretti and... Uh... The, um... Let's go back to GT2 and have a look. Yeah, anyway, going back to the air conditioning, Paul. But, um, that's going to be hard to police, isn't it? I think 32 is a great figure to go for, but how are they going to do it? And what is the ruling if it's going to be... If the, what if the ambient is higher? Don't know. Porsche don't actually fit a air conditioning system to their GT3 RSRs, so that means you have to have an aftermarket component. Which, um, not that you're getting any warranty on your RSR anyway, really. Uh, no. I mean, you sort of have a nice time, but don't ring us if there's a problem. I mean, ring us, but send a yeah, check. Yeah, ring us, send a check, and we'll send we'll send the new parts. So. I um, so I had a look at a Bugatti Veyron yesterday. Uh, yes. Too much money. Well, it is too much money, but mate, they're a very small car. It, it's not very long at all. Have you seen one? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, for the money, they're just, it's just not right, is it? I wouldn't buy one. Not even with your money. What about if you're given one? Oh, I'd sell it. This one? Put it on eBay and... 
Craig, get a bit yeah, further. Like, you know, this is a bit of a silly question, but what would you drive for? If you know, if you had a choice of a car, a really nice car to drive, what would you buy? Would you buy like Audi RS6 or something? Or? I'm a fan of the BMW 6 Series Coupe, not the uh, not the convertible. The 645s. Um, apparently there is an A6, which is a two-door Audi Coupe that's just come out that um, a couple of people have been talking about. Are you a two-door person? I haven't said, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, definitely a two-door. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a two-door kind of guy. So you're not planning on having any kids soon? Not that, not that the car's got anything to do with it. If you have kids, you buy a roof rack. That's right. There we go. So, Comment from the <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Comment from the peanut gallery, yeah, if we get a bit trouble is a roof rack on the top of my six series beamer wouldn't uh, wouldn't look so hot I don't think. Yep, the wet tire people have got wet tires out, um, so yep, the rain is definitely falling in earnest Come on, international. Let's move over to the um, Let's go to, down the, to the, the to the viewing point down right down the end there. Um, yeah, it's really, <laughs> I, we're right, directly across the track is a major airport, where, well, it's sort of a major airport this weekend, but, um, yeah, this is going to be tricky, and uh, I, I only um, would like to cross my fingers here that we would be putting um, Mr. Simonson in the car, looking directly well, down now the on the Pescarolo, um, with... Um, in the car there, mate. Is it uh, Bouillon? Uh, Bouillon, yeah. Jean-Christophe. Uh, who's teamed up with uh, Emmanuel Collard and... Uh, Mass. Yes. Porsche, Porsche boys. Now, the this this team here is actually very, very French. And they're also they're also in the midst of kind of putting um, it's like live commentary kind of thing. That's gonna it's gonna be lost a bit on the viewers, but yeah, bear with us. Um, putting another gurney, gurney flap on the back for a little bit more downforce in the wet, so they're pretty keen to come away with a good result. But pretty much everybody is pouring into the pit lane. There's the uh, Russian Mafia coming through in the Ferrari 550 or 575 or 599 or whatever it is. And as far as you can go with a 500 and something series Ferrari, I think it's getting to the end of its life. There goes Brabham, passed in the DB9. Gonna have to catch up with Brabs later. Oh, a lot, of, a lot of debris down there, you wouldn't want that getting sucked into the air intakes because you'd be doing another pit stop. So there we go. It's, uh... Mate, it's uh, absolutely staying a bucket down now, isn't it? But the crowd, they don't, they're not deterred. No, they're not deterred. I'm deterred because I've got to take my mate Rick Doll's scooter back to the hotel, to the hotel shortly. So I'm gonna... <laughs> You've got to meet someone outside of Audi Central in 15 minutes. So I'm going to ride along in the rain, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be bucket loads of fun. So. Well, I think, it, and looking at the wind, um, it's, it's set in. I think you might be right. But so uh, tell me about oh, the... There we are, we're on screen. So tell, me, so, so tell me about the rest of your tour. Well, the rest of the tour is that um, as we look at Alan Simonson on screen there in the uh, Orlando Porsche in the rain which he loves he said I hate it actually but he loves it because he's good at it we love him to be in it um, well mate after this I'm coming back to make a mess of your house I think unless I don't come over there that's scary um, then I'm going to probably go to meet up with my mate Robert um, at Amacy in um, in the lake something or other Lake Germany about 45 yeah, Lake Germany about 45, 50 k's out of Munich, and sort of hang around there and, and fluff around for a little while until I 
then end up going to uh, Nurburgring for the in two weeks' time for the third round of the Le Mans series, where where Alan will join Rob Bell, who goes past there in the Panos Esperante um, in the Virgo Ferrari 430 uh, GT2. The sole remaining Panos, one of them is already out. Uh... And that's it. We've talked years before. We're having a bit of a swan around. But we're really working. Look, see, do you like the paint scheme on that car? Yeah, it's seriously bad, isn't it? It looks like someone didn't, just... they, have, didn't they have spare numbers? Oh, uh, you've been down there and you have seen it. It, it is a little bit poverty racing. Well, it's not... Uh, when you look at the um, the Audi Formula One style uh, Red Bull Grand... Well, where Grand... did, the, where did that, that setup come from? Oh, it's, it's the Red Bull F1 hospitality thing. Because they didn't need it this weekend because yeah, they're in Indianapolis. Easy for you to say. No, they don't. Sh the, the thing takes about 18, uh, 18 semi-trailers to ship around, so they don't actually fly it to the overseas races, so it was spare on the weekend. Red Bull, of course, sponsor Audi and the DTM, so they said, oh, we'll borrow it for, uh, borrow it for Le Mans. So, uh, yes, a rather impressive structure. Yes. Anyway, yeah, it's just nice that we got in there and had a bit of a look around, and, uh, and the chef's cook got up a really nice uh, stir-fry. Yeah, just, um, they know how to do it. They, know they must how be getting their stuff from Whole Foods. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> We've certainly got more than a 25% discount. Yes, yes, mm. indeed. And a little 1664 along with that too. But no caviar. So, uh, mate, uh, what's your prognosis for the rest of the afternoon as we look at the screen, uh, the Canal TV screen, which is just about as big as the one I've got at my place. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> but, um, ooh, and the Peugeot is still in the pit bay. Hmm. So good news for Pescarolo, not so good for Peugeot, sir. And we're like, and like, this is it's gonna be totally lost on the on the viewers because like we're like looking at a screen going ooh ah at stuff that they can't see. Yes, but the viewers. We should step away from the screen and uh, move to the media center. Probably wrap the show, wrap the show up. Oh, you're just saying that because you've got to go. Well, okay, well, we can do another one during the week. So I don't think that's fair to the viewers, unless we want to, we want to. Uh, Unless we uh, really just want to wrap it up. Yeah, I better, I better pack this stuff up because my ride is uh, my ride is departing. Try to get home in time to watch the uh, US Grand Prix. See uh, see the see the newly renamed Britain's own Lewis Hamilton. He's not called just Lewis Hamilton anymore. He's now known as Britain's own Lewis Hamilton. Well, can you give us a quick uh, rundown on what's going on this week at F1? Well, F1 uh, Alonso was quickest all week, and then uh, Hamilton stuck it on the pole. So much to the sp Spanish disgust, no doubt. Um, he's getting uh, he's getting a little bit prickly about the fact that uh, about the fact and, work, and it looks like we have a little bit of body looks like work. we have a problem with our, our car we've gone straight through the chicane oh shit uh, we've um, gone straight through the chicane and you've heard it here viewers first we've taken the rear wing off as well that's the second rear wing and maybe I am coming in the car with you now after all that so the, um, I've got to go down to the thing I pit bay to take some photos. So, so we'll so wrap it up. We better wrap this show. <laughs> See you later, viewers. Bye.